0: Going to throw here to Parker at the 20, at the 15, at the 10, at the 5, he is almost... He got, he got a touchdown! He got a touchdown! He got a touchdown! He got a touchdown! He got it in! He got it in! He got it in!
1: Oh, doctor! Well, howdy. Welcome back to the Red Ass Podcast, and it is 2022. We are still here. <laughs> well, we're way
0: behind we got... Yeah. Caught up with COVID and all kinds of other stuff, so we're uh, we're about a week or so a little later than we would like to be.
1: Yeah, we were hoping to jump in and talk about a little bit about the bowl season, but uh, recruiting
0: and national championship and all that. There was was a lot of stuff
1: that happened, (laughs) and unfortunately, we just kind of ended up on the outside looking in with it, Um, which is really weird because we haven't been busy with band stuff. It's just kind of been mistimed and you know just sick and well, whatever yeah, the, and the hell
0: else and the may household on quarantine for an extended period of time so
1: unfortunate but that's on that is the way it goes yeah. sometimes you yeah, know I man
0: this omicron stuff dude it's i was uh, talking to my buddy um, he works at a and m and you know so they get like their take-home tests and stuff but right. he was talking about it you know you can test positive have it and then go through your 10-day like recommended cdc crap mm-hmm. and still test positive for like up to a week or two afterwards because apparently like the viral load is really high with this one so i don't Dude, I don't know, man. Whatever.
1: I'd say at this point, as long as everybody's healthy and ready to get out into the world and be productive, that's, I guess, all that really matters. Well,
0: a lot of people are ready to get out in the world. Being productive may not be their forte, but... We'll let that one go. Yeah. Uh, so we gotta, Anyway. <laughs> yeah, we, we got to talk. So we're a, we're a month away from baseball, so we're not quite going to dive into that just yet. Yeah, we'll, we'll give that one a few weeks yeah, before couple, we jump in. A couple more weeks, let them get some more practices on their belts so we can kind of get some reports. and Maybe potentially
1: get a guest on if they uh, want to help us out. But Yeah,
0: and I saw, uh, the, I did see the baseball team went to the Blue Bell Creamery, which is hilarious. Well, um, and
1: I, I, that's one thing I will, you know, not going to do a lot of baseball talk, but that's one thing I think I really appreciate appreciate about jim slosh he has been very active in getting out there showing his face and being just in front of the community and being yeah. very supportive and that's very big it, it's good to see that he wants to be here and he's actively working towards making this program great
0: well yeah i haven't uh you know i haven't met him um so you know i, I can only speak to the clips that I've seen him running around and, you know, doing all kinds of different stuff, but he kind of seems like a hoot. Like, he kind of seems like he's kind of hilarious. So um, so I'm looking forward to, you know, eventually getting to meet him. But we'll get into baseball yeah. in a couple of weeks, like we said. Right now, oddly enough, it's bouncy ball time in Land. And who would have guessed
1: that we would be sitting here talking about a relevant shooty hoops team in
0: College Station? Well, well for the men for the men which oddly enough so yeah so we'll get well we'll get into that dichotomy in a second sure but so by the time you hear this the game will have been played but we are sitting here on the eve of the Kentucky game which is got to be one of the biggest games for the men's program in four or five years I would say easily the biggest game in the
1: Buzz Williams era
0: oh no absolutely without question so they have uh uh, just to kind of recap, and you know, and I understand, you know, Aggies aren't massive basketball fans. You got to win for us to show up, kind of thing. Um, so, yeah. in case you you haven't caught yourself up yet, uh, the team um, looked really young in the beginning of the season. They got some wins against opponents that just kind of whatever kind of opponents um, had a had a pretty fun game against Wisconsin in the Maui Invitational in Las Vegas because you know COVID. Uh, <laughs> exactly. And, uh, <laughs> uh, but you know, beat a Notre Dame team. And then they get in a conference play, and um, the first three games they have double digits and blow them all three times, but manage to win. Yeah. So, um, and then uh, they finally get to uh, uh, this last game uh, against Missouri, and it was... Got a dire straits there for a little bit. I in, in my entire <laughs> life, I don't think I've ever seen a, a Division One basketball team start a game like that. They started off 0 for thirteen or fifteen or something like that. It was a ridiculous 0 for a lot. Um, <laughs> and uh, and what's funny is is this is on the heels of turning around. You know, three four days prior, seeing Arkansas put up a football score against Missouri. You know, yeah. Because that Wednesday night prior, I was uh, I was I, I, the last time I looked up, it was like thirty four to nine.
1: Yeah. So, well, let's see, and I'm not going to be the type of person that will pretend that I'm any kind of basketball expert. I mean, I keep up with it about as much as the average fan does. You know, which may or may not make me a very red ass Aggie, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, one thing I will say, I really do appreciate about this basketball team, in what I have seen, is that these guys seem to find a way to win games. In any facet, it, you know, whether it's, hey, you know, they lose uh, some steam down the stretch and have to, you know, kind of hold on, or, you know, you lose the lead right at the end then retake it, you know, just dominate like you did against Ole Miss, or just have the worst possible start and then found a way to win against Missouri, they're still winning.
0: Well, it's funny because, like, they're finding a way to win games that they let slip away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, so Missouri was really kind of the first test for them to truly really be behind and behind big. Yeah, um, and I, I watched that game and it was weird uh you know knowing how Missouri is a 500 team and knowing that they were coming off that game against Arkansas. I it was one of those games where I watched it and even when we started off so terribly, you're sitting there watching the game, and you're saying, "Well, this can't keep up for a full 40 minutes." So obviously they were going to start knocking back buckets. There's going to be some adjustments adjustments made on defense under the bucket. And they ended up doing it. And and, and they turned it around and it was a game where <laughs> Like, it was hard to watch, but there was always this nagging feeling that they were somehow going to find a way to at least make it a game. Because there was a point where, like, it didn't seem like there was going to be a game.
1: See, Missouri is extremely Jekyll and Hyde, from what I have been able to see. You know, you're talking about, yeah, we struggled against them, eventually found a way to win by three at the end. They beat ranked Alabama by a pretty healthy margin, beat them by six points. Yeah, at home. uh, Missouri's
0: funky at home.
1: Yeah, and then, you know, other games that they played, you know, they got absolutely blitzed by Kansas. Yeah. Uh, turn around and, you know, didn't really do much against Kentucky. But, you know, like this past month, you know, they beat. Uh, Ole Miss, pretty handily.
0: And then got yesterday. embarrassed by Arkansas. Yeah,
1: got embarrassed by Arkansas. They lost 87-43. to 43, Yeah, so you know? So, they're kind of Jekyll and Hyde. They're kind of a
0: weird team. But... Well, they're, they're not a good kind of measuring stick because you just don't no. really know what you're going to get playing Missouri, and you definitely don't know what you're going to get when you play at Missouri. No. So, <laughs> when it comes to measuring sticks, and we've had an easier start to conference play. We're 4-0, but we're 4-0 against teams. I mean, Arkansas is better than um, I think they started off. Um... But you're about to get into a real grind part of the schedule. You've got Kentucky. you got to play at LSU. Yeah. You got to play at Arkansas. So you got you got a tough stretch of games here, and um, and beating Kentucky would be huge, and it would almost be a, a program shifting win. And, and I know that's crazy to say because it's the fifth game, and, you know, in conference, and you know, a long way to go, but given what we how we've seen this team evolve and again like you were talking about this is the team that finds ways to win and i think a lot of that has to do with the kind of the cohesion and unity on the team these guys really love to play for and with each other
1: and i think that's a very good point uh, i've only seen them in person once this year once again bad aggie but when i went and watched them it was against old miss uh, a game that you know they got off to a hot start um uh, part of the way through the first half you know uh, they all takes the lead back by halftime you know it's like a two four point game or whatever it was at the time uh by the second half you could just tell these guys gelled really well together they were moving the ball very fluidly about the only gripe i have about this team i mean it's certainly not uh you know camaraderie this these guys get it and they play for each other and they play for their coach uh, our biggest problem is free throws you know, and I well, think, and that's, and I think it might be, I don't know why, but that seems to be a big struggle for us.
0: Well, look, that is not, uh, uh, that's not a men's program thing. That's an A and M thing. It very is very there, much so. I don't know what what it is about being an Aggie and shooting free throws, but that's like oil and water, man. So, but but then you also <laughs> feel like it's kind of encouraging when you have a team that just consistently cannot hit from the stripe yeah, and can still win games because, you know, when you talk about really the big keys to just a basketball game in general, doesn't matter who you're playing. It's rebounds, it's turnovers, and it's hitting your free throws.
1: Well, it's like asking yourself that question. You know, imagine what would happen if we did hit those,
0: you know? What's, right.
1: It's no different than, like, looking at football and saying, man, what if we had an elite quarterback to match all this talent? Or we had, you know, a – halfway decent defense to go with this a1 offense you know it it's little aspects of the game that can be hidden hidden but it's little things like that that keep you from being elite
0: well and for a casual basketball fan there's a lot of nuances within a basketball game and the flow of a game that just get missed and that's understandable of course it's like liking to watch baseball and being a baseball fan they're two kind of those are two kind of different things you know? right But free throws are one thing that even if you're just casually watching a game, is very glaring because everybody stops moving and one dude stands there and shoots. So it's frustrating because some of the wins we had could have been by bigger margins. Sure. Um, You know, you're talking about when you could have maybe put games away. Right. Um, But, so despite the free throw shooting, though, this team is finding ways to win.
1: They are. And... I couldn't be happier with a lot of the performances uh, this season. I think my most frustrating performance having seen uh, as I sat down and watched it uh, live was that TCU game. Uh, but once again, that came down to free throws on that game. Wow. Uh, you know, that one came back to bite us, but it hasn't really pained us otherwise Uh, granted i understand a lot of the games that we've played and our opponents have not been ranked i get that
0: not the kind of opponents that will make you pay for that
1: no they will not uh whereas now you're rolling in and you've got kentucky who's your first real test you can't give away
0: free points
1: no and if you know the reports are accurate um you're looking at a near capacity if not sell out crowd at raid arena tonight of which if i had to bet pretty solid money you're looking at probably a good 30 to 40% of that being blue because Kentucky fans travel. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Even even amongst COVID, I would guarantee there's going to be a ton of Kentucky fans. I coming. would
0: think 30% would probably be the, the bottom number, but I don't think it goes north of 40% because I, I, yeah. I don't think there was a lot of uh, secondary market movement because there's a lot of excited Aggies. Sure. I mean, why not? You know, because – Hey, and I've, I've said this a million times. I've probably said it on one of our guests. Reed Arena is is a venue. It's it's an event venue. It's not a Correct. basketball arena. It's 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 awful. All right. But when Reed is rocking, it doesn't matter that it's laid out the way it is. No, when Reed is good, it's one of the best environments in the country. You forget that it's a graduation hall, right? Basically, yeah. You know, or you know,
1: or a muster hall, right? I yeah. mean, that's exactly what they built it for. But all that to be said, I do believe that when you look at our basketball program and you look at the fan support, you know, you look at the numbers, they're not good. Uh, no. they, they showed off. Uh, I read somewhere they showed the attendance numbers. We are dead last in the SEC uh,
0: for attendance this year. We're prove-it basketball fans. You we are. have to are. prove it for us to show up. So you won't get any attendance until you get eight games in a conference normally. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's.
1: I mean, you know, go back to 2016, you know, when we won the regular season conference title. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that season with as good of a team as we had
0: that year, and we had a
1: good team.
0: Attendance was blah.
1: Attendance was blah until we played Baylor.
0: You know what's funny? So, in the athletic department, remember, they put out, uh, you know, the Pulse for football. Correct. So, they've got a thing for basketball. I can't remember what it's called. Um, but. Uh, they do they do a similar thing for the for the men's basketball program. It's yeah. it's shorter, you know, it's not as long. It's
1: like four minutes.
0: No, I no, I think the last one was like fifteen, but it covered, you know, like two or three games.
1: Sure. Okay. Um
0: it was called Habits and it was phenomenal. It, it was talking you know, it was just real kinda of up close and personal with Buzz. But um I think if the athletic department would push that up more and it would get out more kind of in sectors, I think you know, Aggies when it comes to basketball we want to see wins, right? But more than that, Aggies love Aggies, right? And, yeah. and Aggies love supporting Aggies. And I think if more people would see that video, those videos and see this team and these kids and their spirit and, 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 and Buzz and get to know more about Buzz as opposed to since we're mostly casual basketball fans, just knowing that Buzz came from Virginia Tech and he's supposed to turn the program around and blah, 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 blah. So actually just a little bit more buy-in and and I think these videos do a great job of it. So if you haven't seen it um you know what uh, uh let me let me pull it up real quick. But yeah, um, take your time. I'm, I'm sure it's I'm sure I can find it right quick. But but this team it's going to be interesting yeah, over this next five. I heard Logan say on the radio the other day, you know, over the next five games, if you can go 3 and 2, you're pretty happy. You know, anything more than that is
1: you're playing with you, house money.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. So <laughs> um so I think uh you know, tonight goes a long way. But at the same time, if you lose to Kentucky, that doesn't mean the season's over. By, no. you know, it's, it's not time to, to, to pack it in. And I know that Kentucky's coming off that game where they beat Tennessee by like 20 or 30 points. And Tennessee put up 75. Like, very rarely um, – like Tennessee didn't really do anything wrong in that game. I mean, no. they played well. Their shooting percentage was good. They put up 75 points. Kentucky couldn't miss. And I get that Kentucky's good. I do, and and I know Calipari's got a little different team makeup this year, in the sense sure. he's got some transfers and stuff. But obviously, they're, they're working well, yeah, and they're a ton of talent. But you're not going to have a team go out and shoot seventy percent every night, and so no, you know, you know, I don't think you have to worry about Kentucky putting up one hundred five points tonight. You know, knock on wood.
1: Well, well, you look at. Great example of that, right? A and M's very first win against Kentucky on the road in basketball when we joined the conference. Who was the player? I don't, for the life of me, can't remember. But he had one of those nights, one of those he could not miss nights. And we ended up beating Kentucky on the road. And everybody flipped. Because they were like, oh, what's A&M crap. doing? What
0: in Turner was it?
1: I don't remember. That's the problem. Oh. <laughs> like I said, very casual basketball fan. But I remember that. And it's like, those things can happen. Yeah,
0: he, he, he dropped like 40 at Rupp. Yeah, and then like I remember, we came back and everybody was expecting him to drop like another thirty or thirty five,
1: and he couldn't do it. But see that you just have those nights, and I think you look at our program and you look at the fan base. You know, we mentioned you know we're you know show us you know, you, you know, sh- we're kind of like Missouri. You were the show and you say you got to show us what you want. Uh, you know you got to show us that you can do this in order for us to be able to show up and be good fans. Now I get it. There are great. Great support. You know, we went out for the game the other night. You know, there was maybe 6,000 in there. The
0: basketball fans, the Aggie basketball fans that are basketball fans are really good fans. They're Aggies phenomenal. Aggies are great fans. At being fans. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you
1: got, and like I said, it's, you know, you got the Reed Rowdies. They show up every game. They go out there and they wear the same outfits. They're loud. They're supportive. And the thing is, the players absolutely love them. They come piling out from midcourt where they typically go to saw the horns off. They'll jump in with the students yeah. every single time because guess what? They understand what's up.
0: They get it. They and, get it. And, and and I, you know, to an extent, I think these kids understand that that's just kind of how basketball is a little bit here. Yeah. But I think they also understand, and they're gonna boy, they're gonna see it tonight. That when you're doing well, yeah. Aggies who don't care about basketball will go to Reed Arena tonight to yell for the eggs.
1: Well, and you know, I think a great example of this that we can use is another one of our state uh, cross-state rivals. I'll call them that because they are let's look at texas tech and what has happened with the transformation of their basketball program oh unbelievable i mean the sips
0: hired the wrong coach from tech
1: oh yeah no doubt they did yeah because texas tech right now if you go to a game up there, it's an absolutely incredible environment. I mean, you, I mean, and
0: not that there's anything else to do. With there's Lubbock. nothing else to do, with Lubbock, <laughs> which is fine. But even so,
1: except tonight, uh, if you're in uh, Lubbock, Texas, you should totally go watch Carson Jeffrey and uh, Jacob Stelly and Slay Coulter play acoustic at the Blue Light. Shameless, Shameless
0: plug. plug. <laughs> uh, so. Well, well, but but I think uh, you know on the flip side of that is. I mean, one, we've, we've been through the last three, you know, what, three, three or so weeks, students are gone, right? Oh, yeah. And, and, and that happens. And any games that occur right at the end of the semester or when kids are, you know, they're in finals, they're they're packing up for the year. And, and
1: we're playing like Law Tech or somebody. Not even that.
0: I mean, right. you're playing directional schools from Dallas, you know. Oh, like, a, a
1: Dallas Christian. Yeah. <laughs> Beating them by 100. Yeah.
0: So, <laughs> so. It, just because of how it cycles and the fact that we don't have a pedigree as a basketball school, I right. get, I get it. No, I totally but, get it. But man, I tell you what—if even if a And M runs out of time tonight, if if it is a close game, like they have all been every time Kentucky comes to Reed, yeah, it's a great game. It's a classic. Th- yeah, every, all of them are instant th- classics. There are no
1: blowouts at
0: Reed. Yeah. So, and well, because we pack the joint too, you know, we make it that environment. We make it the best environment that we can make Reed Arena.
1: And if Rican Arena could be that for everybody, that would be a different story. And the thing is, we are a large enough student body that there's no reason it shouldn't be. And honestly, I am a firm believer of this, and I believe this is should be the case for any sport. But I think with the amount of students we have, if there's like season tickets that are not being claimed, overflow for students. Let them actually fill yeah, in the
0: place. some sort of system where like if you're a season ticket holder, you know you're not going to make it. You're not going to transfer the tickets. Like, transfer them into a pool. Yeah. And the AD can on game day do giveaways to students. Be like, all right, they just pull a student ID. Yeah. Like, you know, all the kids who are interested put their, you know, put their IDs in a hopper, basically. Yeah. Electronic hopper. And just pull and be like, hey, you're, you're, you know, you're in half court, 12 rows up. Congratulations, buddy. Well,
1: and I think a system like that, whether it's for this or baseball or softball or any sport, it would be phenomenal with it's as the, many students the problem, as we have.
0: The problem you'll have it read. And this is, would be the problem, though, is that students are going to want to stay in the whole game.
1: Oh, exactly. And you've got the old ags are going to be like, so, you need to sit down. So
0: basically what you do is you have to give these students the privilege to be old eggs for, you know, to sure. be old ags for the game. Look, sit down, enjoy the decorum around you. Because some students will want to, you know, go to a game like that as opposed to, look, that's just how it is. Okay, and that's well, okay.
1: Well, and there are, if you, I will say this, uh, yes, the 12th man generally stands the entire game, but there is you know, little pockets at the games. that won't be. Well, at basketball all time.
0: timeouts, like they sit down, hey, it's not and a big outs. deal. It's not yeah. a big deal. No, but, but that's, that's enough about that. I want to talk a little bit broader. Cause you were getting ready to touch on it. Sure. So right now, and I, and I, we might've talked about this, you know, a year ago or whatever, whenever the final hire got made, sure. I wouldn't trade the big three that we have in men's sports coaches For any trio in the nation,
1: I have a hard time wanting to get anybody else right now because I think all three. Because it's a package
0: deal. You can't just trade one. Like, as a whole, all three.
1: I like all three in terms of the energy they bring for their programs. Um, Case in point, I mean, just look at what Jimbo Fisher's done in, you know, Grant, yeah, people. I'm going to go ahead and just – I want to bring this up real quick. Let's look over at Georgia, right? You know, we didn't really get a chance to talk about the national championship, all that great good stuff. Congratulations, dogs! You finally did it. You got the monkey off your back. Here's the deal. Kirby Smart did not do this in a season or two or three or four. This was a multi-year process for Kirby Smart to finally get to this point. He had his guys. He had the most elite defense he could possibly have. And they finally put together the game that they needed to put together against their biggest nemesis, and they won the national title. It's going to take a minute for Jimbo to do this. It'll happen. It'll happen. That's why I don't have any problems with it. If Kirby can do it, Jimbo can do it. That's my thought.
0: I'll tell you what. If if there's one thing about A&M and Aggies... We do not have a problem holding on to coaches no we don't we give them plenty of time and plenty of opportunities so I, I don't you know I understand that people are impatient with football but that's just kind of the nature of the beast of the football fan it is um, I think the amount of patience that people have for basketball uh, is still still pretty strong um, I think this year will be pivotal relative to support um, and patience with with buzz and the program mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously Schloss Engel, you know, just getting his feet wet. So, well,
1: and I think Schloss is going to bring a lot to the table, but of course, we will get right way into so, that.
0: So, so between that trio, though, just kind of the people that they are and the way they operate, it's just three, you know, fantastic coaches, yeah. Um, but getting back to the basketball, like we just, we just can't have nice things,
1: right? So, we can't have nice things.
0: So, the women have decided to be awful because they're awful
1: they're off to uh they're
0: they're they're bad they're just not a good basketball team it's unfortunate to say but good teams like the caliber teams that we're used to seeing at texas a&m they don't get beat by 30 and 40 points in conference
1: no and it's unfortunate that this is and it's unfortunate that this is happening in gary blair's last year you know yeah Uh, you know but i mean a lot of times that's the way it goes you know
0: um For for as good and as happy and optimistic as we are on the men's side of sports right now, it is kind of the exact opposite on the women's side. And I'm not sitting here trying to pick on people, but that basketball team's not good. Yeah, like softball had better do something this year.
1: Well, you want to talk about honestly, and that's that's a very good point because if you consider our women's sports, you know, was typically it, it sure feels like most years the women
0: outperform the men. Absolutely. In most cases, and, and I kind of look at it as the uh, track. I don't differentiate because even though the men and women obviously right. compete separately, like our track program is both men and women, and, so I, and they're both so and they're, good. Well, they're both amazing, and they're both so but good. But the big three in women in women's sports for me is volleyball, basketball, and and softball. And, which I is would, crazy. I would, I would
1: throw soccer in there too. Well, you
0: can't because nationally speaking, it's just not that big. Now yeah. here at AM and it, it's a big sport because of what Coach G's done with the program. Yeah. Um, but I, I think uh, probably nationally speaking, you know, volleyball is probably um, you know that that'd be an interesting study whether or not volleyball or soccer at the college level is is more uh, more popular. But definitely basketball sure. and softball, right? Because they have right. direct counterparts. You got know, two basketball teams. You got baseball and softball. Right, exactly. And and in the SEC, softball, baseball, basketball. You know, we don't just it's it's not just football that we care about in the SEC. You know, no,
1: no, the SEC definitely has a strong. And if you look at if you look at it historically in performances. Softball is always very the softball's strong. Insane. Yeah, softball yeah, softball's is very strong. I mean, you've got 13 teams and all 13 make the tournament a, lo- like, a lot of years. I feel
0: like SEC softball relative to the softball, like a D- Division one softball, may be more dominant than SEC baseball. And that's insane to me. Oh, when, when, oh for sure. Top, top to bottom.
1: Oh, for sure. No yeah. doubt about it. I mean, so. you've got Oklahoma, who's always good. you got Oregon, who's always good. you got Washington, who's normally pretty yeah. good. But you're talking about two or three per conference. All 13 make the tournament here
0: mm-hmm.
1: every it's, single year vanderbilt get a team you yeah. know <laughs> yeah, ref, yeah.
0: Get, yeah get a team you Nobody, can join us
1: like, okay oh, i bit my tongue on that so we'll leave it alone well, um
0: <laughs> but i tell you what softball has got to turn the corner because given the the talent hotbed that shit just down the road in houston Well yeah uh, it, i mean if you just if you could just lock down houston you could have a, a squad that would compete in the sec
1: well, and and I think you look at softball going forward. I think I mean, you just absolutely have to.
0: It's a put. I think it's a put up or shut up year well, for it, Joe.
1: Well, especially you have facilities. You have a brand new ballpark, which is nice. It's. Yeah, Davis, you know,
0: Davis Diamond's nice.
1: It's, I mean, I, I would say it's, you know, top 10 ballpark in the country. Yeah, that that we Easy. built
0: and got to host the SEC tournament that first year, and we didn't make the tournament. There's one team that doesn't make the SEC tournament every year. And the year that we hosted it, because we built Davis Diamond, we didn't make the tournament,
1: which is wild.
0: That's not the phrase that I was going to go with. No, it's fair. But we'll go with wild. So it's, it's a, I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, if, I'm thrilled about football, baseball, and sure. basketball. I'm thrilled. And I'm over the moon about basketball because I love Buzz Williams. So I'm glad it's finally starting. You know, the pieces are yeah. kind of starting to fall into place. Exactly. But, you know, as thrilled as I am for that, the women's sports are just so disappointing. So it's, you know, hopefully, you know, volleyball can get it turned around. You know, again, you're talking about, yeah, Texas is a, hot, is a hotbed for For athletes, that's just all there is to it. Pick your sport.
1: You have the second highest population in the country in a very warm area that allows for a lot of different sports to happen on a regular basis. Texas, by definition, and not to mention the amount of people that keep moving here. Texas is a hotbed for talent across the board, so you should be able to go in and cherry pick exactly who you want. Because guess what, you are Texas, and you are one of the flagship institutions of the state. Yes, I said one of. You know, like I so said, there's more than one. Sorry, Austin, guys. Texas A&M should absolutely compete in every single sport.
0: It's 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 it it's, has to happen. It's frustrating when it doesn't. Yeah. So um so Ross. <laughs> Ross is going to start doing his job here pretty soon. Especially, I mean, Gary Blair's retiring. So we know that he's already got one hire. He's got to start thinking about and getting right. Exactly. Well, I would hope he's already thinking about it. I'm sure he is. But, uh, but yeah, so excited about basketball though. Um, they're so much fun to watch. Uh, Coleman, the the transfer from Duke, I I, I love the way he plays. Um, I love the way he just talks about a And M. Yeah, I mean he, he just he loves a And M.
1: He loves a And M, and he he contributes, and he's very and he's starting to
0: contribute more and more. And yeah, and he's important because we're not a very big roster size wise. No, and so. You know, we really have two big men, and he's not the bigger of the two, but he plays really big. So he he, does. he is a massively important cog moving forward for this team, um, and that includes him. Hopefully, you know, staying out of foul trouble. Right. We just keep him on the court. He'll contribute absolutely. Promise. Me. And it's it's cool because you know we don't have that one dude that the offense runs through, right? Like, right. Like we we play, and, and you know, whoever has the odd hand as who plays, which is great, but. Sometimes it's nice to have the one dude. Oh, yeah. You know, so it's, it, I think it makes it more stressful this year as, as an Indian basketball fan because you don't know where the offense is going to come from. It shows up and it happens, but you're like, you have no idea where it's going to come from. I'm
1: about to say it could be any of them, which, yeah. you know, I think. DR Jackson. Just, they, just so long as one of them's doing it, that's all that matters. Well, and so far <laughs> they have, you know, yeah. and
0: so they, they play with a ton of heart uh, and they play with a ton of hustle.
1: Yeah. So, it's, like I said, me, I'm. I'm ready to go. I got all my white. Oh, there you go. Yeah, rock and read tonight. Very um, nice. Got, got some tickets for that. So exciting. I just, yeah, yeah basketball. It's fun. It's good to see them doing well.
0: It's good to see them doing well, and I think you're probably um, very similar to most Aggies when it comes to basketball. It's the filler between football and baseball. It is for me. And (laughs) if they're good, good, you'll watch, and if not, you're like, yeah, whatever.
1: It's icing on the cake, because this is kind of sports dead period for me. You're
0: going to have a lot of Aggies that start to change their tune over the next couple of years because I think Buzz will get it to the point where we are consistently a tournament team.
1: And I think once you get to that point... You would think, where we're located and with how dedicated of a program we are and fan base, that we should be able to get to that point. I don't want us to fall into the problem that Baylor's seeing. And I'm not sure if you've been keeping up. But over in Waco, you know, Baylor just won the national title in basketball. Yeah, You know, in front of God and everybody. How? I don't know. But Baylor finally won the national title. This past week, Texas Tech came into their arena oversold with Red Raiders in their arena and Texas Tech made that basically a home game beat the snot out of them in their place I get their private no see, see I don't School. think you'll see
0: that though. But well, like in Waco, what else is there to do? So uh, and I get it yep. like, well, Waco's thriving, blah, 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 and chip and John or whatever, if you've gone. Who cares? But the reality is it's still Waco and there's still a lot of people who live there and there's still not a lot of things to do. And if you live in Waco, but you know, Baylor's your university, right? And and even if you're not pro Baylor, if you're just kinda on the fence, like college basketball is fun to go to, especially when it's good college basketball. So it, their inability to fill an arena is fascinating to me coming off a national championship. It is. If we made the tournament three out of five years and the other two we were in the NIT. Uh-huh. You're not talking about a situation where we would start selling out Reed 90% of the time. I, I just I, I, just don't see it. I would love to be proven wrong. But I think what you'll see is kind of that base number of fans that we have, I could see it almost doubling.
1: I could see, you know, if we have ourselves at a point where it's kind of like a Gillespie turgeon where you've got consistently 9,000 in the building. Yeah. You know, I, I Capacity is about thirteen. If you get nine thousand in the building regularly, like the only real seats you're seeing empty are a few of up the upper bowl, I would be satisfied with that from a fan perspective. It would be nice to see that.
0: If if we literally packed the lower bowl every game, I'd, I'd be. I think that would be yeah. a great bet. I don't even care about the upper decks for for, yeah. for most games. Honestly, like you know, start with real. Yeah, you, know, you hate to use the phrase realistic expectations, and sure. you know, but. I think if we could just fill the bottom bowl. I mean, we have a, we have seventy five thousand students here. Those ends should never be empty. Ever. Oh ever and ever. I mean, they have been but they shouldn't they be. just they just shouldn't be I mean going to a basketball game is a ton of fun it's not nearly as long as a football game you're indoors you don't have to worry about the weather or, like yeah it's going go enjoy a game
1: and there's plenty of opportunity for fan interaction if you want to go out and do one of the little games on the court you might win a
0: whataburger you know you you, you, know, you, yeah you could win a $50 gift card or a gas card you know, and, 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 well oh you know what the rest of the season they're giving away $5,000 a game to one student exactly per game. So, so if you're a student go to a game you might get five flipping grand literally for just going to a Game. walking in the door walking in the door and standing there yelling do some yelling you don't even there. have to yell you just be there and yeah. guess what they well, will and wear white please please wear white <laughs> I mean,
1: don't get me wrong like I said and I understand some people are like ooh, well that's kind of the old way to do it we don't care wear white to read really. you know it's not racist it's you know fine what? you know what just
0: wear purple I don't care just go just go just, just go, go. hashtag Get to read. Just go. Just, exactly. Just get to read. Get to read. These 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 kids have have worked hard and they have they have absolutely earned your support. So it's time to run over to read and 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 you know pack read and, and show these kids the love that that they're kind of giving our university right well, now. We're a four known conference play.
1: Oh, and they love when the students are there. They love the students love that it. are there, and they They'll will love it. y'all too. They're not going to be disappointed that you didn't show up from before. They're just happy that you're they,
0: there now. They are going to be in awe of what this place is like when it's packed after tonight
1: right and i'm i'm excited to see hopefully that doesn't get in.
0: them their nerves going so much in there.
1: <laughs> and that's another factor to consider that that has crossed my mind like are they going to be like crap we're not used to playing in front of this kind of support I know, you right? know but you know you'll never you'll never know so i did want to jump in because there were a few things that popped up on my little timeline uh that i kind of wanted to touch on some questions because hey, you know we've been out for a bit. Yeah, All and right.
0: I do have one random question at the end.
1: All right, sure thing. Uh, so one I had here, this is uh from John. She said, uh, "I love some football from across the pond." To talk also New Year's resolutions for Aggie football. You know, we talked about that last year. I think it might be worth talking about this year.
0: Um, oh. Well, I mean, across the pond stuff. Uh, I mean, it's the middle of the transfer window, yeah. which means West Ham isn't doing anything.
1: Neither is Liverpool. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> we never do anything uh, in the transfer window. West Ham's window. in the top
0: four, but uh, there are a couple teams that have matches in hand. We've got, uh, we've got Man United um, this weekend. We dropped a terrible, awful game to Leeds this past weekend, so West yeah. Ham's pissing me off right now. But um,
1: hey, at least, you, yeah, so at least you got United. Uh, granted, it's on the road, but hey,
0: that'll be a... It's that's you know right now playing at Old Trafford isn't intimidating no, whatsoever. Not at all. Man United is not intimidating. Right they
1: now. they aren't what they used so, to be,
0: man. Yeah, man, they were better under Ole. <laughs> I know. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Keep it up, but so, yeah. Um. So we'll get. I, you know, I I wouldn't mind doing in you know, a couple of weeks once the transfer window closes. You know, we we can maybe devote about ten or fifteen minutes to talking uh, talking Premier League. Yeah, sure but thing. But right now it's in the middle of the transfer window, but there's still like two weeks left of it, the January window. So. Um, oh, here, here, here's
1: something wild for you. So, just, just, a, just a quick little aside. So, Liverpool, who has two games in hand on Chelsea, is still ahead of them in, in the top four.
0: God, with two I, I, games I in hand. doubt that. But it doesn't matter because Man City's running away with the league. That's the thing. None of this matters. Basically, just positioning for next year's European leagues is which, pretty much all we have. Yeah.
1: And it sucks that we have hit the midpoint of the year, and it's already decided. It's pretty much – I mean, it We would, hate that.
0: I mean, it, it would
1: take – It would take City losing a lot, which they don't do.
0: It would take, like, another variant that's very specifically only in Manchester.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And it would have to keep them out for the majority of the year to the point that they would have to forfeit. Play their U23s. Yeah, exactly. Um, But, yeah, I guess the other question here was, you know, New Year's resolutions for Aggie football. What are like, give me two.
0: Hmm. Uh goodness. Um, have a true open quarterback battle. I like it. Um, that, that would be one. And uh, the other resolution is to, uh, to have the mental buy-in to make the seamless transfer from defensive coordinators. Yeah. I want these guys not just to buy in on scheme, but I need them to mentally and emotionally buy into their new defensive coordinator. Because when you play for the coordinator you tend to play better defense. I agree. Those be my two. I
1: like it. I think those are both very solid. Um I you know, I want to see continuous gelling uh, primarily of the offensive line. Um, and, yeah. you know, but that, that's kind of my big deal is just continuing. Two freshmen All-Americans, though. Yeah, Foster cor- and Fathery. E. Congratulations yes. to both of them. And just continuing to foster, no pun intended, Walker, Walker. Uh, all these, you know, the guys that are coming in, these, you know, the youth. That the we're early bringing, enrollees, is the, that we're talking about. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I think the big one for me, though, uh, and this is just a personal preference, it's not much to talk about, but it's still very relevant. Are you, Please stop losing to stupid teams
0: like Mississippi State and all uh, this. I thought you were just going to say run the damn ball.
1: <laughs> okay. Also, all right. fine. Here's the third Devon A. Chain needs to touch the ball 20 times a game.
0: That's fair. Please. Well, then I'll give you a third. I'll go for it. Please throw to the wide receivers. Throw to wide receivers. I am so. Chris Marshall got bumped up to the 21st best player of the nation in ratings. Chris Marshall, nobody's talking about him because everybody's talking about Evan Stewart. He looked
1: so good. Chris
0: Marshall is going to be a force. He looked really good. Yes.
1: So, all I'm saying, utilize your skill players. There you go. Boom. Yeah, there you d- go. D- don't, don't let it just sit on the quarterback. Utilize the skill players. Um, so, like I I think there's some good stuff there. I'm excited. It's a, I'm always it's, excited it's for a new football because
0: it's either end season or it's anticipation for the next season. Right. It's,
1: a, it's a whole new year. It's a whole new
0: us. Yeah, those are, my, those are my two seasons in football. Season and waiting for the next season. And then waiting for the season. Like so said, I, here's yeah. my random little question that popped in my head. and It's weird that you said what you said when I walked in um, earlier. What you got? But I was on my way up here and apparently... Uh, oh, uh, PSA to all the students who are now back in town. Um, the bypass, which we refer to Highway 6 as... <laughs> uh the bypass the speed limit is 70 not 55 yeah. and i know it's you because you got your stickers on your cars
1: yeah uh let's go ahead and pick up the pace a little bit also it's, also, like, a, it's
0: like a school zone coming up here
1: also also uh if the holloman back route is not the only way to get to campus please find another route jesus christ i want to get to work on time <laughs> i have left home well you the know, last two days at my normal time and i have been late 15 minutes both days get your stuff together children bro just just
0: remember in like two and a half weeks they're all going to be back to class regularly and all the <laughs> resolutions of going to the rec will be over with and you'll be fine getting to work on time no, it'll, it'll, it'll patience
1: be fine. No, I, I know, know still it'll still be, be fine it's just it catches me off guard every single time and i don't know why it should it's it's like the weatherman every year in August going, I don't remember it being this human in Texas ever before. Last August. Yeah. Like Here's a guess. It 364 days ago. Probably
0: next August. Okay. So this is a perfect example of us going down the rabbit hole. But anyways, I was Love on the bypass it. on the way here and I had a little extra time in the truck. Sure. And uh, I was just flipping around the stations and a, a station from Houston was coming in. Sure. And it got me thinking, what is your guilty pleasure when it comes to music? Like, what's mm. a genre or, or a band that, um, like, it's not that you won't admit that you listen to, but, like, people would be surprised to hear you say, oh, yeah
1: me it's probably a couple of different things I would say man guilty pleasures because I mean really I've got two ba- major ones for me and one is definitely 90s country uh for whatever reason I just love everything about 90s country Garth
0: Brooks CD country
1: oh Jody Messina freaking oh Jody. dude you know what she has my favorite song in in country easy oh my heads Carolina tails California that's my number one <laughs> it's so good it's got a great message it flows well it's, and she's jody a great singer messina,
0: i'm all right uh like, I'm, all, I'm, all I'm gonna feel really that, bad that i don't that is legit one of my favorite songs from like from older kind. That's easy. yeah it is jody messina she's right. well she also
1: said bye-bye yeah bye-bye yeah. oh, bye, yes. see you later some
0: um some screamers down
1: but you know uh you know early toby keith should have been a cowboy um joe diffie Uh, John Deere Green. I mean, you want to go down the
0: laundry list. It's not necessarily a guilty pleasure, though, because it's still country. And it's still recognizable. But it
1: is is its own separate brand. It's not what was going on this in the 70s and the 80s, and it's certainly sure. not what's going on now. 90s, was just it just hit different. I don't know what it was about it. I don't know if it was the, the shotgun snare. I don't know if it was the better if, bass lines. If you
0: ever need to hear the difference between the two, like you can pretty much just listen to the whole George Trey box set, and you can yeah. tell when he slid into the 90s. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well,
1: well, and Garth Brooks, too, man. And yeah. I love Garth. And you know what? I'm one of those people. I'm a Garth Brooks apologist. I love the man. I will never talk bad about Garth Brooks. He just for me he's love Garth. All, He's one of my all time favorite
0: artists. I love Garth.
1: Uh secondly for me, honestly, pop punk.
0: Pop punk.
1: Yes. Absolutely love pop punk. You're talking like Blink One Eighty okay. Two, Green Day, uh, you know, Early Fallout Boy, that stuff. So forty one, right? You know, yeah. it's it's still punk rock, but it's more popular and a little bit more easy on the ears compared to like a
0: <laughs> punk that's rock of the eighties. You
1: know? That's so I love pop punk.
0: Yeah, I do like that genre. To be honest, I'll say, how
1: about you? Uh, yeah, give me two.
0: If you got, them. uh, oh, I probably well, I listen to such a, a a huge weird gamut of music. Um, my like one of them would be classical and Broadway. Okay, like I yeah. I can sit around and listen to four hours of classical music. I love it, absolutely oh. love it. Like like if I'm hanging out with people and drinking beer, I can put classical music on. Right. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, and then my other guilty pleasure is probably. ABBA. ABBA. It's ABBA hard S- to beat them. Saturday Night Fever. They're like, real good. Uh, that whole, mm-hmm. like, the really nasally disco era. Oh, yeah. I just love the shit out of that music. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So, but I don't know why it popped in my head. I think, like, Cyndi Lauper came on and, uh-huh. you know, like the 80s girl band kind of stuff, you know. Oh, yeah. But 90s hair rock is is still. One of my things, but I don't think that's a guilty pleasure because I think everybody likes, you know, Def Leppard, Motley. And...
1: Yeah, everybody liked those guys, but I mean, that's that's what they were. I mean, unless you were, you know, a preacher in the oh, day, right? Get this. Sorry,
0: random, and then we'll sign off. I was Go for coming it. back from, <laughs> yeah, coming back from spring yesterday. And, uh, you know, those in between the songs on the music stations where they actually don't play a ton of, of right uh, of, of ads and they actually play music. Yeah. And the DJ was, uh, was talking about musicians and what they made last year. Mm hmm. And, you know, like, Motley Crue made, like, $95 million and they're not even touring. Jesus. But Motley Crue, the band, made that. Bruce Springsteen. Oh, no. $590 million, I think? It's not fair. Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> and he wasn't touring either, really. Wait, is he alive?
1: I mean, well, <laughs> well, he had the movie, right? The, the, the movie came mm, out for whatever, him, you know? Whatever, man. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love me some Bruce Springsteen, but, it's man. Not, not not half a
0: billion worth.
1: Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. See, it's just there's there's these tears right we've talked about it in music there there's these tears you know we are at a point where we're not making enough money that we can do this as a living but it's a lot of fun and a lot of people singing our music and i love that once we get to the point where hey cool i'm making enough to make a living on this i will be a happy camper anything above that sure that's icing on the cake i don't anticipate that ever being the case but you know what you never know it's a weird, no, no. it's a weird music market. You know, maybe we get picked up in the UK and they want us to go play over there, assuming we can get there.
0: Uh, that'd be awesome. Uh,
1: that'd be great. Uh, anyhow, uh, so if you guys have not already, and you probably should, because we are both hilarious on the internet, uh, you should go follow <laughs> that, Roy that, May. That, that is accurate. It is accurate. Go follow Roy May fifteen on Twitter, uh, Rob the Slapper on Twitter, of course, uh, Red F Podcast on Twitter. Uh, if Set you. It out. Yeah, if you are in the Lubbock, Stephenville, San Marcos, or College Station areas, you should go watch Carson, Jeffrey, uh, Jacob Stelly, and Slade Coulter acoustic this week. Uh, They're going to go in those cities Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So Saturday night in College Station, it's going to be a party. We're all just going to be goofing off. I'm not playing, so I can just get to drink and hang out, which is always nice. Uh, So be sure to catch us for those. Uh, We will be full band in Waco next week and uh, also in El Campo. So we got those. Well, if you play
0: late enough in Waco, you can probably, I'm sure you can get tickets to go see the basketball team.
1: Yeah. Don't let me die in Waco. Uh, Go to Waco. So exciting. You got any
0: questions for us for the next uh, podcast? We're back on schedule now, um, barring any sort of COVID setback, but I I don't know how many times you can get COVID, but. Uh, a, apparently more than a couple. I didn't. I, I didn't say that as a challenge either. So yeah.
1: we're knocking on wood. No more COVID. Right.
0: Uh, hope y'all are having a great new year. I know we're a little behind it, but I hope you enjoyed watching Alabama lose. I hope you enjoyed watching all their fans cry like little bitches. It was great. <laughs> and I hope y'all have an absolutely wonderful. Um, Thanks. Get it.